Hey, what's up? This is your homegirl, Complex Angel, and welcome back to another episode of Self Love is My Rehab, where we are all tired of abuse being our addiction. The shut me the fuck up topic tonight is staying true to myself. I will be interviewing my lovely guest, Mr. Buds King. Can you tell the listeners hello? Whoopsie. You know it's Buds King. What's up? What are you guys doing? Hi. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Can you tell them a little bit about your background and what type of music, you know, you like to do and how long you've been doing it? Yeah. Name is Buds King. I'm from Montego Bay, Jamaica. I've been doing music ever since I was like eight. But doing it professionally, I think 2010. Okay. 2010, 2011, 2012. That's when I started. Yes. I started off with a group, Flawless Family. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So, we just going to get right into the questions then. So, my first question for you is, when did you find out you had a passion for reggae and dancehall music? From my early age, from my early age, I just love the drums and, you know, and the beat that make you dance. So that's dancehall and reggae, reggae music, you know, it's more calm. It teaches you a lot. Mm -hmm. It's like a revolution in music where, you know, King Bob Marley used. So both of them, I grew up listening to both Mm -hmm. genres. So I love them, and I start writing poem, and then I turn it to a song. Okay, okay. So from an early age, I think that that's, that's dope, you know, because I know for me, I'm originally from the Midwest, and, like, this is going to go into my next question. You have a dream at such a young age, but then sometimes you may have someone that waters it down because they don't want you to get your hopes high, like... My grandmother always believed that you have to go to school, you know, get a degree, get a nine to five job, and that's it, you know, like, because I always wanted to be an actress, a writer. I always wanted to be in the spotlight. And she always was like, oh, you know, come back down to reality because she was from Montgomery, Alabama. You know, there's no dreams. Like, her dreams died, you know what I'm saying, when she left there. And, you know, she came to the North to make a better life. So, that goes into my next question. Did you have a tribe that supported your music career? Or, like, you know, did you have people that was telling you, oh, that's not a real career? In, in the beginning, in the beginning when I just started, people was like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I ain't going to lie, because they know me as a dancer, because I love dancing. Yes, you're good and, at you it. You know, <laughs> yeah, that, that was, <laughs> thank you. That was my thing. And I say, I really love this music. I'd be like freestyling and people like, whose song is that? I say, that's my song. It's mm. me freestyle. So people in the beginning, yes. Mm-hmm. And I write, then I go to the studio, right? Go to the studio and um, the same people are saying, no, oh, they're like, I think you have something. <laughs> they started, yeah, you got to prove to them that, that that's coming with it. Anything you're doing, they go, that got to come, and then you got to, like, if you really love it, you go work on it. So that's what I do. I work on it. I go to the studio. I learn. I keep writing. I keep going back. 
Mm-hmm. Like get access to the internet and then, you know, learning some stuff. And then I find a song where you got to find a song where old community listening. They're like, oh, shoot. Yes. I think that's dope. I think that's dope that you you believed in yourself and you didn't let the, you know, the self-doubt and, well, the doubters, you didn't let them get to you. And like you said, I just kept going to where they believed, like, hey, you may have something. So that goes into my next question. How important is it to have tough skin in the music industry when collaborating with others? I ask this because I noticed in the, like, in the writing industry, it's like sometimes people don't want to work with you or help you because they feel like you may become their competition. So how important is it to have that tough skin when trying to collab with people and they may feel like you're better than them? Um, that's, that's up to the, to the people. Like, <laughs> if you go do a collab, mm-hmm. if you go do a collab and you agree to do a collab, like, you just got to put your best work. Yeah. I'm always open to, like, collaborate people. People always say, yeah, I'm going to hit you up. And God, most of them never hit me up. But, like, it's it's up to them. It's up to them. You know what I'm saying? It's up to them. Like, you bringing your best work, they're bringing their best work. And it's a, and it's a vibe. Like, when I'm back home, I got, I got my group, Flawless. It's like, it's a vibe. He's bringing his best work. I'm bringing my best work and like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So in this industry, people don't want to collab because they think they're going to be better than you. You just got to like keep doing your thing. And if they're like, okay, let's collab or they want to generally do it, do it. That part, that part. Okay. So um, did you ever get to a point of doubting your music at all? Like, did you ever feel like some days it was hit or miss? Um, like probably back in the days, I ain't gonna lie. Mm-hmm. I didn't read up on like, I don't want to do this music no more. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do music no more. And somebody like, I would, somebody turn to yourself and say, I can say I'm stopped doing music or you can stop doing music. <laughs> they know, they know my passion for it. They know how I like, I love doing it. And I like, maybe it was just a bad day and I'm like, I don't want to do it, but I love doing music, man. I love performing. I love dancing. I love writing. I love this. I like. I love everything about it. Like mm. moving from one structure to your right, and you go studio, and I, I love it all. It's like it's a passion. It's a dream. I respect that, and I think that sometimes it's okay to take a break, but just don't take a long break, cause. I took a break from writing. Oh, I took a break too long. And someone, it was a stranger. She was a, um, what do they call them in churches? A prophetess, like like a prophet, a person that can see. She basically told me, um, you need to go back to the gift God blessed you with. She told me this 2010, I had stopped writing 2009. And then I picked back up the pen in 2013 and actually published my first book. So I think sometimes you have to take a break for experience, mm-hmm. but it's good that someone believed in you. So did you ever come across people in the industry, like I was saying earlier, who didn't want to help you out? Like they didn't want to put you on or net, you know, show you who to network with because they thought that you would become their competition? I think, I think we go through it as artists every time. Cause you never know. Somebody might know someone mm-hmm. and they're like, 
if I introduce him to him, he probably go blow up. So yes. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I think I come across that a lot of time. Mm. I just, I just keep going. I just keep going. You go always come across that and you will never know. Just like how oh, sometimes people just play your stuff or read your stuff or watch your stuff. And you never know that person. It's the same way. People like mm-hmm. bar you, you know, in the beginning, like, okay, don't, don't talk to this person. I'm not going to, int- I can introduce him to him, but I'm not, mm-hmm. you know? So, and it's just, yeah, I think, I think I used to seeing it, like watching other artists, watching their interview. I think I like, okay, okay. So you pick what, what do you say, pick sense of the nonsense so you know mm-hmm. what's going on. It's the industry and that's what it is. Yeah, and you have to look at it like that, and I take it personal. So, um, this next question, I'm going to explain the backstory, but is it easy for you to stay true to yourself in the music industry when society tries to put you in a box? Like, when you try to go to, like, say if you wanted to try a different genre, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. like uh, I've seen a comment that people feel like Beyonce, they don't like the new Beyonce, they like the old music that she used to play okay. they're trying to yeah. keep her in that box so like is it true to stay do you think it's true for you to stay true to yourself i'm gonna always stay true to myself mm-hmm. that's that's number one people people like my style because the way i am mm-hmm. and if i'm going to change that up it go mess everything up and i love to do that mm-hmm. venturing in different like genres and stuff that's me. That's all I would say. It's a flawless fusion. It's a reggae dancehall with a fusion with my style. Like, mm-hmm. people come to me and they're like, I want your, you on the track, but your style. Mm. So notice that I got a, a, a different style than regular reggae and regular dancehall. So that's what they always got to get. And my style is my style. The beat, the beat is just different. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I look at the beat, it's just different. Different genre of different style, different beat. But I want to put my style on that beat. So reggae, dancer, hip-hop, wherever. Yes. I got a different catalog of different. I just stay true to my roots. Mm-hmm. And I put my twist on it. That's okay. me. So what new projects do you have out right now? Right now, I got The Time Is Now. Mm-hmm. That's my latest album, okay. The Time Is Now. And that's that's a very, like, the background about that is, like, telling me The Time Is Now to do stuff that I always wanted to. And it's work. Yeah. It worked. Like, some stuff I can't say now, but... <laughs> It worked. Okay. It worked. Like, <laughs> well, that, that means I gotta go listen to it. To get a job, like I get up and I get a job. The time is now to um, get my passport to travel the world. I get the passport. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what it reminds me of. A lot of other stuff that I want to accomplish, it's telling me. So I want to like get a big hit song in Philly. Mm. And that's why I created Philly Party. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> and I did that song like, I did that song like 
six, seven years ago. And when I go perform it, people are like, yo, this is a hit. I said, you know I did that? He said, no way you did that song a long time ago. I said, yeah, he's like, it's a hit. We need to keep a party. We need to make a video. <laughs> I go to a showcase last night, funny. I go here, I perform it. And when they were closing now, they're like, can you sing Silly Party again? Mm. I got a close show out with Silly Party. It's, it's just a hit. Like the bartender be in the back singing. say, you hear me sing this song live? You know? <laughs> and that made me feel good. It's just like shouting. Like she don't even know yeah. how much that means to me. Yeah. Like she shouted. this hit. I was like, y'all, she know my song. I haven't been there like three weeks but she did singing my song so I think the time is now yeah but that's what album name the time is now it's time to do the groundwork like what I need to do Mm -hmm. so no more I do it tomorrow I do it later I do it next year like everything so I put the time is now I need to listen to that because I'm a huge procrastinator. <laughs> I put stuff yeah. off, but the time is now. I like that. And, you know, yeah. believe it or not, the older songs, people always bring stuff back from the old and put it onto a new album because it's still a hit. It's just us. We're our worst critic because we're we're sensitive about our art. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> last question. What wisdom do you have to give for someone who wants to break free of, the, free of their stage fright when performing? Because when you perform, I don't see any nervousness. Like It's like it's just you in the room and you're just in the zone and you don't give a damn how people perceive you. You own that stage. So my thing is, as I tell them last night, mm-hmm. when I go there, there was only one guy in there. Mm-hmm. There was nobody. It was dead. Nobody in there. I told him, I'm going to give my 100%. I don't care. There's one people in here. I'm going to go on. Oh, I'm going to bring that vibe. So me touching the stage, I love perform. Mm. So it's not about how many people in the crowd. It's you performing. So if you love to perform, just go up there and just give it y'all. Mm. One people, two people, just give it y'all. And that created a moment. That's that moment you created, like, remember I used to perform for one person? Look at the crowd now, it's sold out. Yes. But that's, that's what I'm bitter, because I, I believe in myself. I know one day that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So you just got to believe in yourself and perform, like, perform like you're giving you a 100 grand. Just give it all. Don't see how much people in there who are watching you. Don't do that. That's mm-hmm. always give you 100 and if you really love it just do it just do it for you and your people will receive it once they do it for you they will receive it because that's what you love doing right you love doing it so go there we'll listen to it go on stage and give it to you all and you will love it yes i love that thank you you were speaking to me too because i care so much about what people think I be nervous. People are like, oh, you did so good. And I'm like, really? Because I was up there shaking. So thank you for that. Thank you. So before you get off this phone tonight, are you ready to get your mind stimulated? 
I don't have the dice with me tonight because I made it into a game. So I'm going to pick. What's your favorite number? Seven. Seven? Okay. So you picked the odd number. So I'm you get to pick a number between seven and, thir and 32. Pick a number between seven and 32. 32. I'm going to go with... 28. 28, okay. All right. So to stimulate your mind question, I'm going to answer it with you, but you got to answer first. The stimulate your mind question is, why do we judge others for going through the same thing we once went through? Why do we judge others for going through the same thing we once went through? And it's no wrong answer. This is your perspective. Probably judge them because, like, we see we seen the mistake they're making. Mm -hmm. Probably we see the mistake they're making, and like, we're like, they should have do that. They should have known, but you gotta reflect on yourself. Like, you didn't know. Yes. You didn't. Yeah. You you didn't know yourself, but you you judging it. You should. We should have do that, but mm. we do it. Yes, we, we do. do it. <laughs> we yeah. do. Oh, uh, that's it? You're done? <laughs> oh, okay. So I I definitely agree with that. Because we see the mistake, we know where that, that journey's about to take them. But I feel like we are desensitized to what happened to us. Like, we go through shit, but then it's like, once we're out of it, it's like, oh, okay, I overcame that. What's the next? Like, we don't really embrace or we don't really reflect. Like, we don't stop to reflect and think of where we came from. We just... I'm out of it, you know, like, I remember my, my grandmother used to always say growing up, because I had a younger cousin that used to irritate me, and she like, you remember when you was that age? Like, you, you forget, you know, you just grow up, and it's like, you think people think and act the same way you do, but life always gives you a reality that that is not the case. So, thank you for yeah. answering. <laughs> That wasn't no that problem, bad. man. No problem. Like I learned, I learned a little bit about that, man. I, mm -hmm. About my kids. I got yes. three kids. And I'm like, this one not different. This one not different. This one not different. <laughs> <laughs> they're all different, even though they're all girls, but they're oh, all wow. different. Yeah. Sometimes, like, like I tone back. I'm like, they're kids. They don't understand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Yes, yeah. and it's good to remember that because we just think like, oh, you know what you're doing. How? I'm a kid. So, okay, let the listeners know where they can follow you at. Whoopsie, you know, it's Buds the King. You already know, live on the podcast. It's Buds the King, one word. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, whatever you do your social media. I'm there, Buds the King. One. Yes, yes. Thank y'all so much. Thank thank you for coming on. Peace out. Always tune in and love yourself. We out. Peace.